We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at Blender HD. You want to follow me on Twitter? It's Wednesday, December 6th. We'll be taking a first look at the week 14 NFL slate on DraftKings and FanDuel. So hit that thumbs up button, smash the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Got tons of stuff today. We got some NHL today, some NBA. We got, we got everything going on, but I'm joined by, by TJ. From the, the cold, barren wilderness of Saskatchewan, which is the problem doesn't, it's not the wilderness, but you're going to be flying to, a, you're actually flying to a real city today. Yeah, basically as soon as the show is over, I'm catching an Uber and I'm headed to uh, the airport to go to Toronto, uh, staying there tonight and then uh, going to be producing the Pick 6 show live tonight from either a hotel room or my sister's condo, depending if the keys get here before I have to leave in a couple hours. Um, and then uh, tomorrow morning, I'm going to be uh, interviewing the main cast from the upcoming 
Percy Jackson and the Olympians TV show on uh, Disney Plus, and then flying back home to get back to produce the pre-lock show tomorrow night. Yeah, some busy, busy guys. So you got DFS lineups and uh, and movie stars. Yeah, maybe exactly. ask, ask them. My... What, what, what do you think their advice? What what do you, how do you think their DFS lineups look like? Well, the ones that I'm actually interviewing are all like tweens. And so I, uh, I don't think that, uh, I hope that they're not putting any in because I'm interviewing. Have you, have you seen the movie, uh, the Adam project? No, I've never even heard of it. No. Okay. It's a movie with Ryan Reynolds and, uh, he, he's, he, uh, goes back in time and talks to like a younger version of himself. And this kid was the younger version of himself in the upcoming series. So that's what I'm talking right. so about. Basically, basically you're going to Toronto to hang out with 15 year olds. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Is that, is that, a, is that, is that, that's not a good way to put it. That, with lots of, with lots of supervision from, uh, their parents in Disney. <laughs> and 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 the and the and the press the pre, the PR people and yeah yeah and right right you're you're not just <laughs> hanging out you're not hanging out with fifteen year olds you're hanging out with with fifteen year old millionaire Movie stars yes right. yes <laughs> and their entourages right yeah exactly I mean I was a teacher so I'm used to it okay okay let's uh, I I put in some a little entertaining conversation before having to talk about this slate. Uh, we got 11 games. I mean, that's the, that's the, it's the highlight, but they, they insist that your main slates, if there's good games, we're not going to put them on the, we're not going to, we're going to put the good games on Mondays and Sundays and Thursday, maybe not Thursday, but boy, I mean, there's one game, there's one game on the, okay, the two, I guess that have over a 45 total. Like I'm looking at the first look, which you could get. Rotogrinders.com slash NFL. This is this is a free article uh, with the notos and all the charts and everything like that. But just the overview, we got the Bills and the Chiefs, 47 and a half. Seahawks and the 49ers, 46 and a half, but it's mostly on the 49ers side. Then after that, it's like, dude, I thought the Jets-Falcons game was like the stone worst. The total of the Jaguars-Browns game is... 30 and a half. 30 and a half. The implied team totals for Cleveland, 16, Jacksonville, 13. The Texans, Jets, 33 and a half. The Panthers at the Saints in the Dome, 37 and a half. Right? Even, even Falcons play in a Dome, right? That's under 40. 39 and a half. I mean... Is it just going to be 30 and a half totals in one week? Is it going to just like you're playing the Bills Chiefs game and like good luck if you pick anything else? <laughs> That's the thing though, right? Is like both of these teams are kind of historically difficult to stack up like if you do the josh allen and Diggs, you can but that's super expensive and you don't have much salary to do anything else and especially if like dawson knox is back this week all of a sudden that make that that maybe uh mixes things up for kincaid a little bit he might not get as many targets gabe davis might get you 25 might get you negative one um it's so hard to know with him and then obviously on the Kansas City side of things is the same thing. You have one guy, you have Kelsey with Mahomes. That's super expensive to do. And then anybody else, maybe Rashi Rice, but every single Patrick Mahomes stack will be Travis Kelsey and Rashi Rice. And anything else is going to be so wildly difficult to predict. So you got the highest total on the board by far. 
I guess the Seattle's 49ers game is close um, with just no clear path of like, this is exactly what I would like to do. Someone in the chat, Michael Townsend asks, uh, says that, uh, that you're living the life, which is the side gig interviewing actors or, and movie reviews or DFS. I, 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 can I guess that the answer is the side gig is, is the, is the movie is the movie stuff. So financially, because we're just starting up, the side gig is definitely the movie stuff. But in terms of what takes more or more time, where I have more responsibilities, it's definitely with uh, Agents of Fandom, just because I'm the head of the team. Um, and so we're only two years in, still trying to start up and get uh, get to a point where we can be a, a full-on business. But um, so from a day-to-day standpoint, where which, which do I invest more time in? I would say... DFS is the side gig, but from a monetary standpoint, Agents of Fandom is definitely the side gig. Right, because, I mean, it's, you're not going to go and interview an actor and then win $33,000. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. It's not going to happen. I've made, I've made more in the last two weeks than I did in an entire year of teaching for, with playing DFS. So it's like right. we're a long way away from Agents of Fandom being that. <laughs> Okay, let's take a look at lineup HQ. Let's go like position by position. What should we be looking at uh, this week? Just as a very, very basic. For, I mean, this is essentially first. I'm, I'm kind of first looking at the slate myself. Uh, at let's take a look at some of the running backs. I think uh, a talking point this week is going to be around Zach Moss again, but he's now up to fifty nine hundred. Indianapolis at Cincinnati. It's not like Indy has that high of a team total, 20 and a half, but in comparison to a lot of teams on the slate, 20 and a half is in the upper tier, right? We're getting to that point. Uh, we saw last week, I know he only scored 7.7 fantasy points, but like he could have easily scored 22. Like he, he got all the time. I mean, he got all the work that you thought he was going to get. He got, and all the, the, the red zone work, that you thought he was going to get, he got just not efficiently. At fifty nine hundred, I mean, yeah, he's not forty six hundred like last week. Are people going to just be like, "Oh, well, he failed last week. I'm not going to play." I mean, projections would say that fifty nine hundred is still too cheap for Zach Moss in a favorite spot against the Browning led Bengals. Uh, are you willing to go? Are you? I mean. To me, to me, I want to play. To me, on this slate, it feels like I want to play the same running backs I did on, on, on this past Sunday. I want to play Kirsten McCaffrey. I want to play Zach Moss. Like, is that going to change this week at all? No, I don't think so. Like, unfortunately, I think the field has just become a lot smarter in the last couple of years. So the whole recency bias of ah, he killed me last week. I don't want to play him again. I, that doesn't exist as much as it did before. Sure, it's I'm sure it still does for a lot of the general public, but. Uh, especially when you get into higher dollar stuff that doesn't really exist anymore. Now, I don't think Zach Moss will necessarily be the same mega chalk as he was last week. Like I think in smaller field, in smaller dollar contests, he was like 65% owned in the 4k millimaker. He was 86% owned or something like that. Um, so I don't think we're going to see the same craziness because it is easier to pivot off of him this week. 
um, because he's not 4,600. He's, he's 59. So there are other options. Um, but having said that, I think like he's still the first player you're plugging into cash games this week. As long as you can find a way to get different somewhere else, he's still the first player you're plugging into tournaments too. But how about the 49ers? I mean, the 49ers have a decent, I mean, they've, they have the highest team total, I believe, right? 28 and a half because they're a 10 and a half point favorite over the Seahawks. I mean, can you really go? I mean, it feels like this is the week where if I play 12 GPP lineups, I'll have a 49er in every one of my lineups, whether it be McCaffrey or Ayuk or Samuel or something, something like that. I don't know what, what's, what, what's Brock Purdy's price now. Six, Brock Purdy's 6,500. He was 6,100 last week in shock. They only raised him 400 bucks. I know we'll talk a little bit about Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson, but I don't know. It's just that it seems like it's one of the, it, it, it feels like to me, like they have the highest implied team total. Why don't I just pl- plug in Purdy, McCaffrey, and Debo? And then just like, well, the 49ers are probably going to put up for at least for touchdown so good luck running me down with stacks of like teams that have like 16 and a half point totals i mean is it is it that i mean that's how i look at it right now and obviously on friday i'll talk about gpp strategy with uh with squirrel patrol but as of right now it just seems like who's stopping the 49ers especially with that game being later it's just so nice to have that flexibility in your lineups i'll probably i don't I would love to make some kind of rule that it's like I will play one of McCaffrey or McCaffrey, Ayuk, or Debo in every single lineup and hope and try to make it so that it's about 40% Debo, 40%, maybe 50% Debo, 30% McCaffrey, 20% Ayuk, something like that. Maybe 35 McCaffrey, 15 Ayuk. You can throw in Kittle, make sure you can throw in Kittle in there also. Yeah, yeah, throw in Kittle too. I may save Kittle though for like, Purdy stacks, but he has gone down in price, which is nicer. Um, he is cheaper than he had been. And so 5,900 is starting to get more reasonable for him. Um, but I probably would only play him with Purdy. Um, but you never know. Like I, I, I don't hate a contrarian lineup where you play Justin Fields and then your 149er is George Kittle. Um, I think that's a reasonable GPP strategy too, but I agree with you. I'd want at least 149er in my lineup. I think Debo Samuel is probably my favorite non-quarterback on the slate like he's going to be priority one for me on this slate um i'll admit fully that there is a tiny amount of bias coming in there because i had five tickets in the four thousand four hundred and forty four dollar millie maker last week i thought i was dead in the water i was just like so disappointed and then i had debo samuel on two teams one with a purdy stack one on my two stack um and because he absolutely smashed it both, I had two teams min cash. So it ended up being about a 14 K win. Um, so Debo is in my very, very good books right now. Speaking of not letting recency bias come into play when you're a good player. Um, but uh, Debo is probably my favorite play on the week. San has the highest total and he absolutely smashes zone defense. Uh, Seattle plays one of the highest rates of zone defense in the NFL. Um, I think it's going to be Debo week again. Well, we have like Purdy, he's 6,500, 28 and a half implied team total. We've got Lamar Jackson, right? 7,700, 24 implied team total. But of course, like Lamar Jackson is the, 
is the best quarterback that doesn't score any fantasy points because he doesn't get in the end zone enough. I mean, recently at least. And then Justin Fields, I mean, the team total is 18.75 and the Bears aren't good. Uh, I know that Fields and Jackson both have, you know, rushing floors. How come it just feels like to me that do I want to play a chalky Justin Fields? Do I, I mean, I'm not sure how owned Lamar Jackson's going to be. But in general, Chalky Justin Fields with a, 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 a as a home underdog with under a 20 implied team total. It just feels like why aren't I just why aren't I just playing Purdy for cheaper? In GPPs, I think you totally can. Optimally, I think Justin Fields is going to be the guy you have to go with this week. Um because like they were talking about this a little bit. One of the nice things about uh shout out to our guy Steve. Uh, not here this week, at, uh, and so we're just hoping everything's going really well with uh, with him, giving him our our uh, our thoughts while he's away. Um, but one of the nice things for me that has been producing all the shows while he's gone was is I, I get to watch all of the shows right now. I'm tuning into all of our content. Um, and you so weren't they were doing that before. I'm catching as much as I can, but as I as I I'm mentioned before, with agents of fandom playing lots of lineups, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Um, it's, uh, for what it's worth, I think it's the, I think as much con I'm, I'm, I'm always the give us as much content as possible kind of guy. So that whenever I'm free, I can have something to watch, but, um, uh, yeah, just getting to see absolutely everything. The prime points show, they were talking about, uh, um, how Detroit is kind of like the best possible matchup for, um, rushing quarterbacks. Um, they are just give up the highest rate of, of rush attempts, rush yards to any rushing quarterbacks. Um, and so uh, this is just a unbelievable spot for fields. I don't think you got to be full stacking with him, but like fields Purdy, sorry, fields, DJ Moore and Debo Samuel is like my favorite way to start a lineup this week. Well, I mean, that's going to be a favorite way of a lot of people. I mean that he does. Pre- I mean, currently in our Wednesday projections, our initial projections, Fields projects salary adjusted value as the best quarterback on the slate. But I'm just, I'm just always, I'm always wary. Like I like efficiency. I like, you know, I, I want to, I, I want to find teams. I'm always feel, I feel at least more secure playing guys from teams that actually are going to score touchdowns. Right. GBP, you can do whatever you want, but I'm talking about like in cash games and stuff like that, or chalk pieces. Like Jake Browning's fifty two hundred and uh, Michael uh, Brandon Smith in in chat is Mixon a recency bias play? I don't I don't think so. Are people going to play Joe Mixon? I don't. People hate clicking on that guy. I think people might play people Joe gonna, Mixon. I I, I, Mixon is dude. Mixon's in the same game as Moss, and people don't even like play. People don't like playing Mixon, and they definitely don't like playing two running backs of opposite teams in the same game. From a GPP perspective, I think Mixon is fine, but they haven't like updated much yet, and I haven't looked at too much of them. But I can almost guarantee that Mixon is going to absolutely pop in uh, the blitz projections this week. Um, actually, not as nowhere near as high as I expected, actually. But Indy plays at like the fastest pace in football, and so they just get so many more plays off than everybody else. I do uh, like. I agree. Nobody really likes clicking Mixon, but I think what we're seeing now is just 
regression, positive regression to the mean of he was getting such a crazy amount of volume early in the year. And yeah, he's not as fast as he used to be, but when a running back gets that much volume, they usually score points and he just hadn't been falling into the end zone. Now he is falling into the end zone. Um, so really, I think that's, that's all the production has been. It's, he's not doing anything different. The team's not doing anything different. He's just getting that touchdown variance going his way. Now, I don't think he's going to be, I, I really thought when I, I, I just switched to the blitz click, I really thought he was going to be higher projected than that just because usually all players against Indy are, are projected high there because you get more plays in that, those games than any others. So, um, I don't think he's going to be chalky, but I do think he's viable. I think Rashad White will end up being more chalky than him at 6,800 because Tampa Bay at Atlanta, I mean, it's not that they have a great team total, but Rashad White, it one could say, one could say, one could make, make the argument, TJ, that Rashad White has the, on, the only running back that has a better opportunity share in the NFL is Christian McCaffrey. Like Rashad White plays like 90% of the snaps and catches the balls out of the backfield and still also gets 15-plus carries. Like, he'll touch the ball a good 22, 23 times, and he's not getting replaced by anyone. But it, other than the fact of the, the downside is that he's Rashad White and he's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing right now. And he's starting to get up there in price, too. Um for like in in a vacuum, I like over the course of the season, I would say that's definitely the case. But I think if you look at it over the course of this week, yeah, McCaffrey is obviously first. But I think in terms of opportunity, White would be still be behind Kyron Williams and Zach Moss as well. Um, and so I would rather. I don't think I'm going to get so much White this week. That's some chalk I'm going to look to get underweight on. Obviously, these early projected ownerships. They, they're they're going to change so much throughout the week. Like there's Mick, Charbonnet has yeah, well, zero. Think, Mixon yeah, has zero. Like, they can't even go by this. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. This is not going to be 0%. These are all. Exactly. Positive. I'm looking at the fantasy points. I'm not looking. The ownership doesn't matter in these columns. to me. And, and so I agree. He's going to be probably going to be somewhat chalky. But for me, I would rather go down um, either all the way to Moss to the mid tier to Bijan or Montgomery or up to Kyron Williams, who I hope is going to be low owned and a dip because the matchup is really difficult. And I don't give a damn about the matchup. If he's going to touch the ball 30 times. Yeah, not yet. Kyron Williams at 7,300 people are going to look at this and go, the Rams have a 16 and a half point total on the road to, and Baltimore supposedly has good, a good defense. I'm putting that in air quotes. They're not, I mean, they're not a bad defense, but they're not, there's not something that you should be avoiding. The only team I would literally consider avoiding right now is the 49ers because since they have made those trades, acquiring Sweat, acquiring Young, like they've been – like their defense has been stupid. Like it has been so wildly dominant against every team they've faced. Let's take a look at wide receiver as a first look. So you mentioned before Rashi Rice, 5,400. We have him projecting well. He's finally getting a decently sized target share with the Chiefs, but – Remember, it's the Chiefs. The new week could come, and next thing you know, some other guy has a 30% target share. So I think it's a little bit – Rushy Rice's target share is a little bit more sticky, but I think his projection tends to be a little bit more fragile than others. Uh, a lot, we have Elijah Moore who came up in price. You know, with Joe Flacco-led Browns, I'm not all that excited about that. I mean, to me, I view like the – I view the top – 
plays on the slate to be like Pittman, Olave, Amon Ra. I mean, we don't have we don't have a a Tyreek Hill. We don't have an we don't. I mean, we have Jamar Chase at seventy six hundred. Are you? I mean, his stock goes down with Browning as quarterback, but we saw him this last game that like Browning he's the number one option. Him he's the, and, I mean, yeah, and Browning looked pretty damn good. Obviously, that can change on a week to week basis with a young quarterback, but like he definitely showed that. It's not like we want to just scratch out these Bengals players because he's there. Right. I mean, and especially uh, if, if Chase is getting all these first targets, if like they're they're designing an offense so that Browning could just quickly get the ball to Jamar Chase. I mean, maybe he's not the we always think of Jamar Chase in the borough led offense with Higgins there and Boyd there as he does two things. He either gets the ball two yards Right, he does. They do those wide receiver type of screens with him, or he's catching forty-five yard passes. So a lot of times, that like his range of outcomes tends to be wide. Or sometimes he only he has games where he's like five for fifty and nothing, and then there's games where he's like twelve for a hundred and ninety and three touchdowns, and you need to have him. Uh, I feel as if the Bengals' offense now is more. I view Jamar Chase more like Keenan Allen, like. They're using him as like, oh, we're going to get you like eight yard routes just so Browning could just find your read, slant route, get you the ball, get some yards after the catch and let's move the ball and let's get Mixon involved and stuff like that to help out the quarterback because he's he's not Joe Burrow. So it's that lot. Chase doesn't project poorly, but on this slide, I think more people are going to be playing guys like Amon Ross St. Brown and Michael Pittman. And less so on Jamar Chase. And especially like, you know, Pittman's on the cult. I mean, what better what better way to play Zach Moss in a lineup than play him as the run back in like a Browning Chase type of combination? Do you think people do you think people do you think it's spoiled that the uh, the last game because it wasn't on the main slate? That it's like, oh, Browning ain't that bad. Bengals aren't that bad. Do you think that's that that ownership is going to come with it? Because like, I don't want it to. So like, if people are like, yeah, maybe I'll play Browning, Chase, Zach Moss. Yeah, I don't want. I want that to be under the radar, and I'm not sure if it will be because projection wise, it's not like Chase projects like got to plug him in range. I mean, Keenan Allen projects better than him. Amon Rob Brown, uh, St. Brown projects better than him. Olave projects better than him, and Pittman projects better than him. People just use those guys. I I think he's going to be played. I don't think he's going to be chalk necessarily. Like, I don't think he's going to be coming in at 12% owned, anything like that. But I do think, I don't think he's going to be totally overlooked. Like, I think he's probably going to be in the 5 to 7% range, um, which I think is still more than playable in GPPs. Like, I think the way I'd want to go about that would be play Chase with him, maybe Tanner Hudson, because he's a nice, cheap tight end as well. Um, and then run it back with Zach Moss and Michael Pittman because those two players have been seeing so much of the volume right now. Um, Downs obviously is still always a good GPP play, but Alec Pierce saw more snaps, more routes, and more targets than him last week. Um, Could just be a random outlier fluke, could be a trend. We don't know yet, but we know Michael Pittman is going to be seeing double-digit targets, and we know Zach Moss is going to be on the field for 85-plus percent of snaps. So a Browning-Chase-Hudson stack, running it back with Pittman and Moss, I think is a very great GPP play. 
And obviously we got in that range, a little bit cheaper, the Ayuk Samuel, you know, we talked about the 49ers before. Uh, what what other wide receivers stand out to you on a first look that you're looking at target? Because, I mean, some of these team totals, I mean, I just feel like, I feel like this is the, I feel like when Friday comes around and I do the show with Squirrel Patrol, that we'll just look at each other and go, like, you can just cross off like half the games. Like, and I, and, and even like you can play one-off wide receivers in some of these games. And I say that, and then I look at these games and I go, I'm not even sure if I could do that. Like, I mean, it, it, it seems like, it seems like there are certain games where like, if I don't play anyone, I don't know if I'm missing anything. So there any, is there anything from a wide receiver standpoint? These, these Seattle guys are projecting halfway decently, but I feel like I wouldn't want to play those guys outside of like a lineup that has 49ers in them. Yeah, which will be, for what it's worth, most of our lineups, right? Um, but, uh, like, Tyler Lockett is very, very cheap. Uh, the biggest thing that stands out for me, especially here in the mid-range, there are a couple cheapies I really want to touch on, but especially in the mid-range, for basically the first time all season, it's very affordable. Well, hold on, let me backtrack. There's one team on the slate, we talk about all the low totals. There's one team in particular on this slate that, to me looks like the two actually two that look like the clear and obvious choices to exceed these team totals, exceed the team totals that Vegas has them for right now. One is the Houston Texans over 19 points. Uh, I, I think they, I think they can easily get into the twenties, especially against the New York jets. I actually already bet them minus five and a half um, to win this game as well. Um, but the other one is, and the one I feel more, even more so confidently about this is uh, the LA Rams. The LA Rams with a, what, 16 and a half team total? Yeah, 16 and a half team total against Baltimore. It's like you said, Baltimore is a solid defense, but I don't think they're as dominant as they are being priced. Um, Do you really want to play Cooper Cup? For the very first time all year, we can afford to stack Stafford with Cup and and, uh, um, Nakua together. We can play all three of them. It's affordable because they're 7-4 and 7-1 um, as opposed to 8-8 eight, eight, and 8-5 eight, like they were a couple weeks ago, um, especially with the value that we have at running back. Um, we can play both of these guys together, run it back with a Keaton Mitchell on the other side of things, a nice cheap running back this week. Um, and if you want to make your stack bigger, which I always like to do, like that's how I've had my biggest scores, is I don't stack unless it's Justin Fields maybe Lamar Jackson, I don't stack one receiver with a quarterback. I very rarely stop at two. I'm almost always going three um, because unless it's a running quarterback because like I want them to throw five touchdowns and I want to get first in that GPP with a ceiling game. And so I'm always, almost always trying to pair him with at least three pass catchers as long as the price allows me to, as long as they're cheap. And so we're probably not going to have Tyler Higby this week. And so you can play a $2,500 Bryson Hopkins um pair him with Nakua and Cup play all three of them because Stafford's not going to run right if Stafford's winning a GPP it's because he throws four or five touchdowns you're not getting a rushing game from Stafford so you plug in those three pass catchers you play Matt Stafford and you play uh Keaton Mitchell hold on where's Stafford here did I accidentally x him out when can I find Matt Stafford no Stafford that's how far down he is because Stafford never wins you anything Stafford has won me many things. Uh, and then you put when, Keaton Mitchell the, in there. When's the last time that Stafford put up 30 fantasy points? Is there? When's the last time he's done that? 30. 
I don't know, but I'll take 23 last week and 24 the week before. I'll take those pre- scores for his price. That has been winning GPPs uh, this year. I guess, I guess, yeah, you do have a point there that you sometimes you don't need that. You don't need 30 or 40. No, good, good luck. Good luck on the Rams. I, I don't think Friday's going to come around and me talking about playing Stafford. Stuff. I, I, I've tried. TJ, I've gone down that route. Oh, a cheap Kane defense. I got sixty. I got sixty five hundred dollars remaining per player on a team that has Nakua and Cup. That looks pretty good to me. It's a pain and suffering. Letting you know. I'm letting um, you know. The Rams are going to. The thing is, is that TJ, the Rams are going to do well. The Rams are going to put up four touchdowns. It's just that Stafford only has one of them, and and Cooper Cup has two touchdowns, but one of them is a rushing touchdown, right? So, like, no matter how you stacked it. You look at your lineups and you don't see any flame emojis, and you're like, "Okay, what was the purpose of this?" And then, then on the other side of the game, Lamar Jackson has 47 points because he ran the ball 140 yards with three touchdowns, and it's like, "Why?" All I had to do is play Lamar. Guess what? I'll have a, I'll have a, I'll have a Lamar Jackson team that has Kyron Williams as the run back too. <laughs> I'll have one with Keaton Mitchell in case he's the one that gets all the touchdowns with my Ram stack, and I'll have a Lamar team with. Uh, Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, and Isaiah Likely, and I'll run it back with Kyron Mitchell. Um, and uh, that's how I'll have those tournament lineups built. But I want to shout out uh, Jerry Matt 88 in the chat because although I don't like Higgins or Godwin this week, he did mention one of my favorite GPP receivers on the entire slate, and that is Drake London at $4,600 going up against Tampa Bay, one of the biggest pass funnel defenses in all of football. Um, London is so, so cheap. And even though he doesn't really have anybody throwing him the ball, he can break off 50 yard touchdowns on any play. So London's one of my favorite GPP plays on the slate. Drake, you're doing it. You're creating the entire pain and suffering lineup. Like Drake, How? London, Drake at, at some point, TJ, at some point, you know, the show on CNBC called American greed. You ever, you ever heard of that show? No, the show, I they show like all scammer, like business scammers and stuff like that. You're like, oh, they they set up a hedge fund, but it really was his own personal piggy bank and blah blah. That's Drake London. Like Drake London is going to be, you know, when he retires, there's going to be an American Greed episode of how much money he stole from people that 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 from projections and and DFS players. That Don't like click he- his name. Don't <laughs> click his name. How many games has Drake London had with less than ten points this this year? What? <laughs> That's the that's the scale that we're on. At forty six hundred, I'm fine with that floor. How many games does he have with less than ten points? I don't know. None. I don't know. You can tell me none. Only three, and he's only had three. a, a twenty five point game. He's had only three games this entire season with less than seven targets. Drake Lennon is a great play at forty six hundred dollars. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you how it's going to turn out. I'm just. I'm. I'm just warning you. I'm. It's a premonition. I've done this before. It's. A, you're walking my shoes. I'm. I'm. A, I'm older than you. I. I know. I know how this works. You're getting all excited for Drake London. You're getting excited for your, your Ram stacks. You're getting excited. You're getting excited for. Oh, why not play a ch- uh, chalk Chiefs receiver and then watch Justin Watson catch two touchdowns? Oh, why don't we play the the anyone on the Ravens? No matter who you play on the Ravens, someone other person scores. And the people that score on the Ravens aren't even like the seventh option on the team. It's like someone that you let never even heard of that scored the touchdown. And you go, I never even thought about playing the second fullback. 
and they're the one that has two touchdowns. Like I'm telling you, this is how it's going to play out. I've done this. Drake before. London I, is going to be I, in the Millie Maker lineup this week because of your mega mush that you're putting on him. Remember on yesterday's show where you called Tim a pessimist? Who's right. the pessimist now? You're I've you're putting all these on the Ravens, on Drake London, on on the on the Rams, on everybody. I've done it before. Just it's going to be Justin Fields is going to be 27 percent owned, and he's going to put up 74 points. It's going to I'm telling oh, you, that's, that's going to be my happen. main lineup. That's going to be my right. main. I lineup. mean, it's going to be my big whatever, small whatever field high dollar lineup is is going to be Justin Fields, DJ Moore, and uh, Debo Samuel. But I am going to put in a lot smaller of like, and that'll be like it'll just be more in fields, right? On that team. But then on my, uh, on my larger field stuff, I'll do one fields team that also has, uh, we'll, we'll make sure it has commits in there too. And we'll run it back with somebody like David Montgomery and Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, but then I'll do a lot of smaller field teams that have full stacks of off the board teams, like the Rams Lamar with two or three pass catchers. Um, but Drake London is going to be a, a feature of those smaller field stuff. And I may even play him in my big one because 4,600 is just way too cheap for Drake London. I think he's been in the Millie maker yeah, lineup twice this you'll, year. You'll see he's officially, I'm not saying you can't play him. I think, I think he's, I think I'm not making fun of that. He shouldn't be 4,600. I think he should be 4,600. I think he's efficiently priced and his range, of outcomes, his range of outcomes is wider than you think. I think that's more of the point than like I'm I'm using this as a humorous. All way of receivers saying, are though, except for like six of them. Yeah, and that's why I play, I play those six. I just play those six. <laughs> <laughs> why not just play those guys? Like if, those guys. If, if Elijah Moore is going to be twenty five percent owned and Drake London not, is going to be not, he's not. three, don't worry about that. He's probably going to be. He saw like the biggest air yard share of anybody in football this uh, last week with. Uh, Flacco at quarterback. So as long as Flacco is still starting, he's going to project wonderfully and be the cash game cheap darling of the week. Um, and so if he's going to project very highly, which I think he's going to, um, Drake London's the perfect high upside pivot off of him. I'm telling you, what we're going to we're going to have Justin Fields projected for like 18% ownership, and we're going to have DJ Moore projected for only 12% ownership, and then you're going to turn on you're going to turn uh, at one o'clock, one fifteen, because DraftKings it takes forever for them to. Uh, the the contest to work. You're gonna open up your app, and Justin Fields is gonna be 28% on, and DJ Moore is gonna be like 30% on because everyone's playing Justin Fields. And then the well, red zone, you're gonna barely, you're gonna barely get your sandwich ready to watch red zone, and DJ Moore is gonna catch a 72 yard touchdown from Justin Fields, and then you just that's the end of your day if you don't have him. I mean, like that's I'm music to my you. ears because I'm gonna have him. Okay, so then you in my main my, th- my three in my main lineup, I'll run out, I'll run. St. Brown, Debo, DJ Moore, and Drake London as my four receivers with Justin Fields, Zach Moss, uh, a cheap defense, and we'll see who I use for my other running back and then my tight end. If 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 we if we bet a bet if we bet on this, how many if we put the over under like like twelve points or, or something like that? Who if you if who scores more fantasy points, Drake London or? Giving 12 points to Drake. Like, just Drake. Like, how many fantasy points will Drake score? Do you think it'll be 12? Do you think London could outscore that by 12? I'm not sure. I'm not sure of that. I think Drake, I think Drake plus 12. Like, if I think that's the minus one. I think that's the that's the that's the bet you make. 
I mean, considering London's projection is 11.5, yeah, that's pretty reasonable, but 11.5 still makes him the second best point per dollar receiver in that range behind Elijah Moore. And I want to embrace that large range of outcomes in tournaments because yeah, he could throw up a dud, but look is. Oh, you're, you're Oh, you're seeing Drake London on the, Oh, Oh, I understand now TJ. Cause you're looking at the blitz and the blitz, like the, the blitz. No, I'm looking at the Roto Grinders projection. It has London for 11.5 points, which is second to only Elijah Moore from point per dollar in that range. Oh, okay, I'm looking at RGV, not point per dollar. Still for RGV, he's no, negative it's not, zero point. Not close. Look, one. I have it on the screen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. Eight. Oh, I I x I xed out Smith Smith and Jigma, so that's why. Um, but no, I'm not comparing him to Chris Olave. I'm talking about in the pri- and my, Michael Pittman. Oh, I'm talking about price, in the price oh, range. All these caveats in the price range. <laughs> it was clearly stated. I need it if I need a cheap receiver and I don't want to play a 25% owned Curtis no, 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 Samuel. Elijah Moore, okay. No, I, yeah, I, I sorry, get Elijah point. Moore. Then okay. I want to go to I want to play Drake London in tournaments because I think he's a 20 plus fantasy point upside pivot at probably That's a quarter right. of the ownership. What, and you, trust me, you think that the blitz will th- the blitz, dude. The blitz has gone on prom dates with with Drake London all, for for years, right? Just constantly going on going on prom dates, going you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is the time I'm going to get laid. Never happens. You're in the friend zone. It doesn't matter. It does happen. He's won people a million, a million dollars this year. Really? <laughs> a Desmond Ritter, Drake London stack won the Millie maker this year. You're right. There was one slice. So one time it happens. It happens one time. I, like, I don't think if it I happens. get 18, 16, something like that for him. Pr- pr- scores he's put up multiple times this year at $4,600. I'm happy. So what? What you're going to Toronto, but you're still yeah. producing shows. Like so, people are gonna you're gonna be doing all that stuff with the movie stars, and people aren't even gonna notice that you're even gone because you're still coming out with tons of content this week, right? Yeah. So I uh, just yesterday I wrote a uh, week 14 fantasy football quarterback rankings where, like, not including prices, I just give my top to bottom everybody on the slate who I think will do the best. Um, so I look at the RG projections. Not at the quarterback list, no. Um, and uh, Desmond Ritter's actually right near the bottom. But um, I got that one already out. And then, yeah, Devin's going to be handling uh, like Grinders Live and Crunch Time for NBA for me today for producing. And then uh, the Roto Grinders Today show tomorrow uh, that you have for Thursday Night Football. Devin will be handling that in the morning as well. Um, but then I'll be back by the evening and I'll be doing the pick six show from uh, from Toronto tonight, uh, producing from my laptop. So I won't be hopping in on shows, showing my face just because I'll only have only have the AirPods. My mic, I'm not bringing my microphone with me, but uh, I'll be behind the scenes and in chat and stuff. Yeah, but you still have like prize pick stuff. And I don't yeah, so like t- today, today on Wednesday, it's my one day without any articles. Um, but tomorrow I'll have uh NBA prize picks article, NFL prize picks article, and NFL expert survey. Okay, so look out for that. And obviously the expert survey and a lot of the stuff that, that you produce is behind the paywall. Click on that link in the description, get ten dollars off your first month of Roto Grinders Premium. I'll be on uh, tomorrow. We'll be talking about the Thursday night football game. What 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 garbage is on tomorrow? Patriots oh, Steelers. Oh, 30 wow. and a half total. Oh, 12. Patriots have a 12 and a half in flight team total. 
Oh, did, did, we might get the assuming... lock button Jalen Warren because like, and it's kind of fun because we're probably going to be without Jalen Warren. Sorry. We'll be without Najee Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. Um, so it's a super low total with a weird amount of value. Okay. Well, we'll take, we'll take a look at that tomorrow. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. Hit the subscribe button. If you're new here Hit the notification bell to always know when we go live, because I'm here, I'm here for you. you know, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern. Talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy props and pick on Roto Grind today.